Hello and welcome to Newman's Thoughts, a multimedia reading project from the Newman Institute for Catholic Thought and Culture to promote the thoughts and ideas of our patron saint, John Henry Newman. I'm Patrick Callahan, director of the Newman Institute. Today is day 15, and I'm reading section 2 of Discourse 2 to St. John Henry Newman's The Idea of a University. I'm using the Clooney Media edition of The Idea of a University. You can follow along with this or any other edition, or even online via our daily email. St. John Henry Newman, The Idea of a University, Discourse 2, Theology, A Branch of Knowledge, Section 2. I think this will be found to be no matter of words. I allow them fully that, when men combine together for any common object, they are obliged, as a matter of course, in order to secure the advantages accruing from united action, to sacrifice many of their private opinions and wishes, and to drop the minor differences, as they are commonly called, which exist between man and man. No two persons, perhaps, are to be found, however intimate, however congenial in tastes and judgments, however eager to have one heart and one soul, but must deny themselves, for the sake of each other, much which they like or desire, if they are to live together happily. Compromise, in a large sense of the word, is the first principle of combination, and anyone who insists on enjoying his rights to the full, and his opinions without toleration of his neighbors, and his own way in all things, will soon have all things altogether to himself, and no one to share them with him. But most true as this confessedly is, still there is an obvious limit, on the other hand, to these compromises, however necessary they be. And this is found in the proviso, that the differences surrendered must be but minor, or that there should be no sacrifice of the main object of the combination, in the concessions which are mutually made. Any sacrifice which compromises that object is destructive of the principle of the combination, and no one who would be consistent can be a party to it. Thus, for instance, if men of various religious denominations join together for the dissemination of what are called evangelical tracts, it is under the belief that the object of their uniting, as recognized on all hands, being the spiritual benefit of their neighbors, no religious exhortations, whatever be their character, can essentially interfere with that benefit which faithfully insist upon the Lutheran doctrine of justification. If again they agree together in printing and circulating the Protestant Bible, it is because they, one and all, hold to the principle that however serious be their differences of religious sentiment, such differences fade away before the one great principle which that circulation symbolizes, that the Bible, the whole Bible, and nothing but the Bible is the religion of Protestants. On the contrary, if the committee of some such association inserted tracts into the copies of the said Bible which they sold, and tracts in recommendation of the Athanasian Creed, or the merits of good works, I conceive any subscribing member would have a just right to complain of a proceeding which compromised the principle of private judgment as the one true interpreter of Scripture. These instances are sufficient to illustrate my general position that coalitions and comprehensions for any object have their life in the prosecution of that object and cease to have any meaning as soon as their object is compromised or disparaged. When, then, a number of persons come forward, not as politicians, not as diplomats, lawyers, traders, or speculators, but with the one object of advancing universal knowledge, much we may allow them to sacrifice. Ambition, reputation, leisure, comfort, party interests, gold. One thing they may not sacrifice, knowledge itself. Knowledge being their object, they need not, of course, insist on their own private views about ancient or modern history, or national prosperity, or the balance of power. They need not, of course, shrink from the cooperation of those who hold the opposite views, but stipulate they must that knowledge itself is not compromised. And as to those views, of whatever kind, which they do allow to be dropped, it is plain they consider such to be opinions and nothing more, however dear, however important to themselves personally, 
opinions ingenious, admirable, pleasurable, beneficial, expedient, but not worthy the name of knowledge or science. Thus no one would insist on the Malthusian teaching being a sine qua non in a seat of learning, who did not think it simply ignorance not to be a Malthusian. And no one would consent to drop the Newtonian theory, who thought it to have been proved true, in the same sense as the existence of the sun and moon is true. If, then, in an institution which professes all knowledge, nothing is professed, nothing is taught about the Supreme Being, it is fair to infer that every individual in the number of those who advocate that institution, supposing him consistent, distinctly holds that nothing is known for certain about the Supreme Being, nothing such as to have any claim to be regarded as a material addition to the stock of general knowledge existing in the world. If, on the other hand, it turns out that something considerable is known about the Supreme Being, whether from reason or revelation, then the institution in question professes every science and yet leaves out the foremost of them. In a word, strong as may appear the assertion, I do not see how I can avoid making it, and bear with me, gentlemen, while I do so, namely, such an institution cannot be what it professes, if there be a God. I do not wish to claim, but by the very force of the terms, it is very plain that a divine being and a university so circumstance cannot coexist. Thanks for listening to Newman's Thoughts. To discover more about today's readings or to download this season's reading guide, visit www.newmansthoughts.com. This has been a production of the Newman Institute for Catholic Thought and Culture, an apostle of the Diocese of Lincoln in partnership with St. Gregory the Great Seminary and the UNL Newman Center, St. Thomas Aquinas Church.